This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Greetings again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. And our, our location has changed again. Good morning or good afternoon, as the case may be for you. Uh, from Washington, D.C. I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, excited to be with you today. We're going to talk some Pelicans basketball with uh, one of our analysts from Fox Sports New Orleans. Uh, it'll be my really my first formal visit with Antonio Daniels today, and so I'm, I'm eager to visit with him. I know that Antonio and David Wesley have, have gotten to have a good rapport with each other on the Pelicans television broadcast, specifically the pregame show, uh, which has been greatly, I think, improved this year with Antonio's presence and more from David Wesley as well. And our Super Bowl conversation gets a little twist today here on this Thursday. I couldn't help but think that the commercials are on a lot of folks' minds as we approach uh, the big telecast on Sunday. And so we're going to do just that. We're going to talk Super Bowl commercials today on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Josh Mayer, the Chief Creative Officer for Peter Mayer, a nationally uh, known advertising agency uh, based in New Orleans, will uh, give us his professional insights on the idea of Super Bowl ads and perhaps what's to come this weekend. So kind of going out of the box a little bit, but certainly it's, a, it's as much uh, a part of uh, Sunday as good bean dip or chili or whatever else you're serving around the big game. So I uh, look forward to our visit today from Josh Mayer, and I don't want him to, I guess, spoil uh the surprises that could come uh you know during timeouts on sunday but i do i do want to sneak peek a little bit i'll be honest and and there's been a lot of street talk uh, about this weekend's ads as many companies have already released them which uh it seems to be somewhat new uh and maybe i'm a couple of years off the trend but it seems uh, new to me all right meanwhile back to the pelicans uh here in dc as i mentioned and the road trip has not started the way the pelicans uh, wanted it to Another loss last night at Detroit. It was the first time Detroit had beaten the Pelicans in uh, eight straight tries. But uh, Detroit fell behind by eight in the third quarter and then used a 17-7 run to end the third and then uh, picked it up even further in the fourth. And Cadavius Caldwell-Pope hit a career-high eight threes last night on his way to, I think, 38 total. Uh, But uh, he carried uh, a Detroit team that used a lot of their uh, backup guys, including Ish Smith, to a snap of their own three-game losing streak and send New Orleans to a third straight loss, two of which of which come on this road trip. And now you'll face the Wizards again on Saturday. That's the team that beat you in New Orleans on Sunday. So uh, things are not well with the Pelicans at the moment. And uh, this, is, uh, this is the first time we've seen, I guess, a, a bona fide losing streak here over the last, well, all the way back to Christmas. It's been a pretty much a 500 team, and in a lot of cases – Win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Uh, This is a bit of a slide now and getting to be a dangerous time for New Orleans. Uh, So we'll talk to Antonio Daniels about that today as far as what uh, the Pelicans need moving forward, why some things have happened the way they have here in the last week, and and go from there. So certainly that's the case. And then tonight we'll talk even further uh, with head coach Alvin Gentry. The Alvin Gentry show is on the radio tonight, and I'll give you the details on that before we finish up here on this Thursday. But we're going to take a quick timeout, and when we come back, we'll have this Pelicans conversation with Antonio Daniels of 
uh, Fox Sports New Orleans and NBA Radio on Sirius XM. And then we'll kind of lighten things up a little bit. Super Bowl advertising conversation with Josh Mayer. Stay with us. The New Orleans Pelicans have the perfect way for you to win the night with your buds by scoring the Guys Night Out ticket package presented by Coors Light. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include two tickets and four Coors Light beers, plus two collectible pint glasses, all for as low as $50. Win the night with the next Guys Night Out on Wednesday, February 8th against the Utah Jazz. Visit pelicans.com to plan your Guys Night Out today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report on this Thursday. We're pleased to welcome in Antonio Daniels, who you've seen, of course, on Fox Sports New Orleans for his work as a studio host. And, and heck, you may have heard him uh, on the radio, your satellite radio, on Sirius XM on the NBA's channel. But he's been getting rave reviews from a lot of folks for his work, analyzing the Pelicans in the NBA. And so I don't know why it took me so long, Antonio, but we're pleased to have you, and I appreciate it very much. Sean, thank you for having me. What was the what was the step for you after such a long NBA playing career to go into broadcasting? Let me start with that. Uh, well, initially I just went into to radio, so it uh, I did ESPN Radio, ESPN San Antonio Radio, and then um, got a call from um, Fox Sports to start doing uh, in studio analysis for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then from the in studio analysis for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, got a call from New Orleans Pelicans and started doing from the Pelicans as well. And then Sirius XM NBA radio call. So, you know what? The Lord has opened a an abundance of doors, and I'm just trying to multiply his blessings the best way I can. Well, you're, you're not going through the door. You're blowing the door off the hinges. Uh, which one do you enjoy more, radio or television? Well, they, they present different dynamics. Um, you know, radio, and it sounds crazy to say, but – you know, doing NBA radio sometimes you can. You, I do this at home sometimes, so I can be sitting in my pajamas, you know, watching Sports Center while doing excellent NBA radio. But TV, you always have to be on. Literally, you have to be on, and it's so much more structured. So, you know, it's a dynamic that comes with both radio and TV that I really enjoy. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to imagine you in your pajamas because the last time I saw you in San Antonio, you were dressed like the pages of GQ magazine. So. Help me understand the dichotomy there. <laughs> oh, no, definitely not. Not when I'm doing radio. No way, no how. I got a onesie. Oh, stop. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> Help me understand these Pelicans, will you? Because, uh, again, I, I don't think I expected the start to this road trip that we're seeing, Antonio, uh, especially after some of the marquee wins they had on the homestand. It's, it's, it is either feast or famine for this group right now, and, and I don't have a handle on it. And you know what? It's hard to get a handle on it. And I mean this the most politically correct way possible when they can't get a handle on it. 
meaning it's hard to be a consistent team when you don't have a consistent team that's taking the floor night in and night out. That's very difficult to do. So when you come out, the way to develop chemistry, the way to develop camaraderie, and, chem- and, and, and really to get along with playing together is to actually do it. So then once you do it and then you get to going for a couple of games, then somebody's out. You know, whether it's Tyreek Evans and you have to sit him for, you know, health purposes, you know, or um, Anthony Davis, you know, may get banged up a little bit here and there. And these aren't small pieces that we're talking about that are out. So when Anthony Davis is out, you see a guy like Terrence Jones come out and explode and give you 30 points or 20 points and 12 rebounds for a couple games. And then he goes back to his role of, you know, six or seven shots a game. So it's difficult to have a consistent team that takes the floor when you don't have a consistent team that takes the floor. That Well, that would present a problem, that's for sure. Does it, Antonio, does that carry over then to some of the inconsistencies we see even in-game, like one half to another or even one quarter to another? Well, I think that's just a part of, of being a, a young basketball team, one that doesn't have a ton of experience playing together. You know, if you look at this team in the first 20 games of the season, 25 games of the season, and now they're 50 games in, and now look at them for the next 25, we're talking about a completely different rotation. You know, at the beginning of the season, Tim Frazier was playing a lot of minutes. Buddy Hill's minutes were up and down, and he wasn't playing a whole lot in the first half. Now you flip over to the second half, that second 25. Now Langston Galloway's getting more minutes. Buddy Hill's getting more minutes. So it, it, it's a process. You know, you enter Monte Eunice in the mix, and then you kind of sit down Omar Asik, and you sit down Agenta. So, you know, Alvin Gentry is searching. Now you're playing small ball, and small ball, which I think will be great for this team, by the way that it's constructed roster-wise. Um, and, you, you know, you're just kind of you, – you search for an identity. You know, and it's, it, it sounds crazy to say that you're searching for an identity 50 games into the season, but that's the reality of it. You know, because there hasn't been a consistent style of basketball that has favored the New Orleans Pelicans thus far. Let me ask you this. And by the way, that's a very valid point. Let me ask you this, Antonio. When this team is playing its best, what are the things that it does very well? And when things aren't going so well, what are the things that hurt this team the most? Well, I think with a young team, when you're not playing well, you are um, basing everything on the ball going through the basket. And you see a lot of different teams in this league that run into this problem. So if we're shooting the ball well, we're going to defend. We're shooting the ball well, our defensive levels have raised and our defensive efficiency is up. But when we're not shooting the ball well, our defense suffers as well. You know, so I think that's a problem that you run into with a lot of younger teams in this league. And I honestly feel, and I said this the other day on our, on our broadcast, I feel the biggest thing that the Pelicans are missing is a veteran leader in that locker room. You know, if you look at all that they have, all the talent, I think Drew Holiday is one of the top ten point guards in this league when he's healthy, easily. Anthony Davis, one of the best players in this league. You know, you have some decent role players that bring something different to the table. The one thing that you don't have in that locker room is somebody that is battle-tested somebody that can sit these guys down and say, look, this is what we need to do. They're on a 15-0 run. They're on a 15-4 run. What we need to do is this. So you have guys that are basically learning on the fly and becoming veterans together. But that veteran presence is not in that locker room. Does that veteran have to be a major contributor, or can it be just somebody who's mentally there for them? 
I, I think it has to be someone who is a major contributor at a point in his career, you know, because that's how the respect is earned. You know, you know, it, it's tough to have a guy that, you know, that you bring in that's never really played and he's telling you what to do. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, you haven't done it either. But when you have a guy that has been through the fire, that has been through playoff wars, maybe, you know, has so many different things on his resume that guys can relate to and that guys want to accomplish in their own career, there's credibility that comes along with that. So when he speaks, those guys will listen. So if you look at different teams throughout the course of this league, younger teams, they're bringing in a veteran leader just to speak in that locker room. Elton Brand did in Philly last year. Najee Muhammad did it in Oklahoma City. So you see these younger teams throughout this league that are bringing in veteran leadership just for the voice alone. Hmm. Interesting. I think they tried that with Kendrick Perkins last year, but Kendrick, I don't think, maybe fits all of the box or checks all the boxes that you're referring to here. Right. Do you agree with that? Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, and I don't really know Kendrick Perkins. You know, it, it's um, – he seems like a more quiet guy. You know, I know he did playing, seemed like a very quiet guy. And, and you, you got to be able to throw your voice around. You know, you have to be able to put people in their place. You got to be able to hold guys accountable. You know, you have to be able to police the locker room when Alvin Gentry and Pack and those guys aren't in the locker room. You know, and I'm not, I, don't, I don't know Kendrick Perkins like that, so I'm not sure of the voice that he had or how much, how much uh, authority that his voice carried with it. Mm, appreciate your honesty on that. On a positive note, Antonio, the the play of Drew Holiday here of late has been very good. At least the numbers would indicate that. What have you seen here recently from Drew that would back that up? I I mean, I I love Drew. I I played with Drew in Philly in in my last year. I I think Drew, like like I said a minute ago, Sean, I honestly think Drew is one of the top ten point guards in this league when he's healthy. And that's saying a lot because the point guard position in this league today is the best position in the league today. You know, if you look at who you have to go up against night in and night out, Drew Holiday's skill set is up there with anyone's. You know, as far as his ability to finish around the rim, his ability to use both hands, his competitive nature, and I love his temperament. You know, he never gets too high and never gets too low. The other day when they're playing against Toronto and Kyle Lowry, you know, I talked about how Kyle Lowry is a pit bull, and so is Drew Holiday. They just go about it different ways. I love what Drew Holiday brings. I love his leadership style. He's not the up in your face and, you know, I'm going to scream at you, I'm going to holler at you. It's more of a, um, almost like a a Tim Duncan leadership style. You know, I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to lead by example. Follow my lead. If I have something to say, I'm going to say it. I'm a big, big Drew Holiday fan. Yeah, he's he's been dynamite here of late. Uh, no doubt, but yet at the same time, Drew also is not the kind of leader I guess that you're that you're looking for. Uh, is that because of his his body of work or experience, or because he's uh, a more quiet guy as far as the way that he runs the floor in, in a locker room? Well, you know, from from you know my time spent in Philly with Drew, he wasn't the you know wasn't the loudest guy, and I guess you know you're around these guys on a daily basis. Sean, so you would probably be able to answer this question better than I would. But, you know, I'm, now leadership comes in different forms, facets, sizes, voices, you know, and you can still be a leader in, this, in that locker room. You can still be. I think there has to be different forms of leadership in the locker room. You know, you can't have, you know, five different leaders who are all guys who scream. You know, when I was in San Antonio, we had Avery Johnson, who was a leader, and he was more – um, use his voice to lead. 
He, we had Tim Duncan, who was leader. He led by example. We had David Robinson, who was a leader. He led by example. We had Mario Ellie, he was a leader. And he led with his voice and by example. So you have different leaders in your locker room that bring different things to the table. The Lord blessed us all with something different. All of us with something different. And we have to bring that to the table. We can't all be the same. We can't all be quiet. We can't all be too loud. There's a balance that comes along with leadership, but guys just have to be comfortable within themselves to bring that balance and that leadership to the table. Antonio Daniels, analyst with Fox Sports New Orleans, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, while I've got you, Antonio, before you go, uh, there are so many intriguing storylines around the NBA right now, both on the floor and off the floor. What's the one thing that you can't get enough conversation about right now that that seems to strike you more than anything else at this point in the season? Um, I guess right now will have to be the everything that's going on in Cleveland with LeBron James and um, Charles Barkley. You know that that whole that whole dynamic that's playing itself out in Cleveland. How serious yeah, is that, that situation? Well, from it depends. I think I think. Um, LeBron is and has been the most scrutinized athlete in history. Um, and I know for me, I'm from Ohio. I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. For me, it was nice to see LeBron fire back because he, he has been very quiet and taking criticism and being ridiculed and taking shots from people. And it was kind of nice to see him say, you know what, the shots that I'm taking are much heavier than the shots that I'm giving out. So I need to start giving out some heavier shots. So it was nice to see him kind of stand up for himself and, and fire back. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. And whether it's that situation or the one in Chicago, the others, all these uh, dramatic, uh, I guess, doings, aren't they good for the league because we're all, we are talking about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're definitely good for the league as, as long as, um, I don't know how good they are for locker rooms, but no, they're great no. for the league. You know, when you go in the, when we do NBA radio, you know, it, it's great to have something to talk about and discuss and give your opinion on. But like, if you're in the Chicago locker room, I'm not sure how great that dynamic is. If you're one of the role players on that team, I'm not sure how good of a dynamic that is in that locker room. You know, the dynamic between Charles Barkley and LeBron, I'm not sure how, how healthy that dynamic is right now. So if you just look at different situations throughout the league, and I agree, the situation in New York with Carmelo Anthony and Phil Jackson and all that's going on there, you know, Derrick Rose, it's great to talk about because I'm no longer involved in that side. But I'm sure it's a completely different dynamic when you're in the locker room with those guys. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Antonio, keep up the good work, will you? We're so lucky to have you on Fox Sports New Orleans for the Pelicans, and, uh, and we enjoy you on NBA Radio, too. Keep it up. All right, appreciate you, Sean. Thank you so much. You got it. Antonio Daniels with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Great visit with him. Took a timeout. We'll be right back. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things 
like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Ochsner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-OCHSNER or visit ochsner.org. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. Hey, New Orleans. The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. As we mentioned earlier in the program, we're going to take a little bit of a different angle with our Super Bowl conversation here on this Thursday. And that, of course, is about the the ads. Uh, Sunday is one of those days where not only do you watch the entire game, but you stay put for the commercials, too, and rightfully so. It's almost become a tradition in of itself, and uh, we needed some expert opinion on that and some analysis as well, and we thought that we'd uh, stay at home because we have a nationally uh, known advertising agency in New Orleans, Peter Mayer and Josh Mayer, the uh, chief creative officer with that firm, is is kind enough to join us to talk about perhaps probably the biggest day of the year for their industry as well. Hi, Josh. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Am I getting this right? Is Super Bowl Sunday the biggest day of the year for your industry as well? Absolutely, but it's amazing. It's not just a day anymore because, of course, advertisers and the Internet have figured out a way to make one day two weeks. So it's the week before, it's the day, it's a few days after. It's hype city for uh, for advertisers. What makes a great Super Bowl ad, in your opinion? Um, I think it's got to stand out, so it's got to be memorable because you're in the sea of a bunch of stuff. You're competing against... Amazing football, you're competing against guacamole and beer and friends and kids running around and people going to the bathroom and barbecuing. So you have to stand out. And that's why traditionally you see advertisers do things that they wouldn't normally do in their regular campaigns. They'll do something entirely different and memorable for Super Bowl. And, and humor seems to be the one that gets a lot of attention. Is that uh, a misconception on my part? And in, if it is, why? No, I don't think it is. I think humor is, especially surprising humor for brands that you don't expect to be humorous. I think humor traditionally is the way to stand out because, you know, if you make someone spontaneously laugh, they've, they've already internalized that, and, and typically that's memorable. But you're also seeing spots uh, this year. You're going to see something for Budweiser. You're going to see something for Audi. That is not funny. That is very memorable. So uh, you can cut the other way and be memorable if, if you have a very serious message as well. The other emotions that you speak of, 
are they timely emotions or are they tried and true? Uh, that's a good question. I think some of them are tried and true. Like you're going to see a Mr. Clean commercial that'll make you laugh. And that's just funny. And it just plays around and you'll see a Kia commercial that'll make you laugh. And it uses a star. Those are kind of tried and true. But the Budweiser commercial that I'm referring to, it's about an immigrant is really timely as is, uh, I think a commercial for Audi and, and, even Febreze has a commercial that is timely. It's potty humor, but it's perfectly timed for where it appears in the Super Bowl. So mm. you're going to see some things that are tried and true and some that are branching out into new areas. The uh, Budweiser ad that you're referring to is the story of Adolphus Bush. Do, is Anheuser-Busch, InBev, going to get away with this uh, conversation because it is their founder and not just another immigrant that perhaps would touch uh, emotionally more so here in this day and age? Uh, that's been the discussion around my agency. Is You're right. It is an edgy subject right now about immigration, but it's really not so edgy because it's about Anheuser and Bush, you know, two Europeans who came over and met in America in the 1800s. That's not so edgy. But, but, but I still think, I still think they need to be applauded, patted on the back for even going close to the subject. So to me, I think Budweiser uh, is bold and, and, and a daring, and I think they should be rewarded for it. I think, it's, hey, it's a lot better than a horse kick and a field goal, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree, certainly. Josh Mayer's with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, oh, Josh, in your eyes, and I know you've previewed a bunch of uh, this weekend's uh, advertising and not only have uh, not only viewed it but started to break it apart, um, what will work this weekend, or what seems to be the trend in the industry? Uh, the trend seems to be for the big brands that you normally expect in the Super Bowl, which is automotive and beer and what we call CPG or consumer packaged goods. Um, they're going with humor. They really are. Uh, they're going with uh, um, things that make you laugh. They're not that serious this year. I, again, there's two exceptions to that that I saw, but for the most part, GoDaddy's making me laugh. Squarespace is making me laugh. Skittles has got me on the floor laughing. Uh, so I think you're going to see a lot of humor, whereas in the past few years, you didn't. You saw a bit more seriousness. And this year, I think you've got more lighthearted humor, uh, except for one or two, like I said, exceptions. Do you have a favorite, or yeah, I know you mentioned some that have kind of tickled you a little bit, but if there was one that say, hey, look, make sure you're there to see this this ad, and I know we'll see it time and again after the Super Bowl, but uh, do you have an early favorite or a winner in the in the advertising Super Bowl stakes? I do. We, uh, we at the agency did something innovative this year. We actually conducted a poll. We sat down and watched 20 commercials that have already been released. We uh, broke them out by male-female. We broke them out by... Uh, what brands we thought were going to connect with their consumers, who were they targeted at, um, which ones were memorable. And the winner is actually a surprise to me. It's Mr. Clean. Um, and when you see the spot, it's pretty memorable. Um, so I think it wins in that area of memorability. For me, I think the Budweiser one lasts in my brain longer than most. Um, uh, and the Skittles. I think the Skittles carries on a great tradition of just crazy humor that is just funny. All right, sounds good. Hey, Josh, um, when when I hear about how much it costs now to run a spot in the Super Bowl, it about takes my breath away, and I know I'm not alone. Um, is the cost matching up the value for 
the businesses wanting to advertise and reach a, a customer or or grow their brand is are things in perspective with regard to the the cost per minute or second in this case? It's a great question, and it's something we argue about in our industry all the time. But for the most part, people will tell you, yes, it's worth it. Because if you have a brand or product that is broad enough, because, you know, the Super Bowl reaches everybody. 100 million people in this country watch it. And you're getting all kinds. You're getting grandmas, and you're getting little kids. You're getting uh, all different types of demographics. So if, you're, if your product is broad enough to have an appeal across – a good spectrum of who's watching, and you're willing to invest before the, the Super Bowl and after the Super Bowl to promote that Super Bowl spot, I do believe it's worth it because you're just getting so much attention. Look, we're sitting here talking about commercials on a sports show, and we don't normally do that. So right there, there's some uh, talk value that, that makes the brand's investment, I think, worth it. Yeah, I would say so. When you're talking about that kind of money, what's it like for an advertising agency to uh, make sure they deliver this time of year? Um, you know, i, I got to be honest. Never did a Super Bowl commercial, uh, a national one. I've done local ones. Uh, what the pressure is like is that you want to make sure that uh, everybody gets it. I think the biggest problem is if you were to run a spot and people go, I don't get that. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes that works when you're really speaking a, a niche audience, but like I said, this is such a broad audience, I think you have to make sure it has universal appeal. And I think that's hard for some brands. And, and with that in mind, Josh, what would you say would be the typical percentage of the ads that are successful uh, in this format, and, and, and how many kind of hit the floor as a thud? Wow, that's a tough one. I, I actually think there are um, many uh, losers that um, that you're you're going to see the spot and you're going to go. Eh, I don't even know why they were in there. I don't know why they they they, they spent the time and the money. Um, uh, it, it's a, it's tough because you know the way we are with our sports minded mentality. There's got to be winners and then there's got to be losers. So I think if you're not in that top five, top ten, I think you consider it probably a loss. So that's the that part because not only are you competing for the consumer's attention, you're competing for the people who make the list, the USA Today's and the Ad Weeks. And, and so if you're not in their top 10 list and then you're not talked about afterwards, I think you would probably consider that a failure. Mm. Josh, you know, you, you came up on... Uh, you came up underneath your father, of course, Peter Mayer, and, and, and you're on the front edge of this thing as it is right now. What would you say... Uh, folks don't necessarily appreciate or understand about the evolution of what makes a television uh, campaign or a specific spot successful and, and the production value that has to be placed into it now as opposed to whether it was when you uh, started out in the business and rose to your position now or even back when your father was doing this. Uh, I would probably tell you there's so much more research and analytics and strategy in the upfront before you ever turn on a camera, that you've figured out so many different things and there's so much more data available to us now about what consumers like and what they don't like and, and what turns them on and what turns them off. And, and little bitty data points like that, that, that is such a change to, well, let's just write a funny commercial about X or Y. 
it's so much more um, analyzed now uh, and researched. I would probably tell you that every spot you're going to see on the Super Bowl has been researched, has been focus grouped, and uh, and green-lighted to go forward. I probably am wrong about that. There's probably one or two ads agencies out there and clients who said, no, I'm just going to go it alone. But for the most part, these things have been researched so that when they run, they're already sure they're going to do pretty well. Let me end by asking you this, Josh. The, the, the folks that are involved in the game of football that I've talked to this week, some of them actually have a hard time watching the Super Bowl because they watch it so differently than, say, you and me. What about you in viewing Super Bowl ads all Sunday long and you, of course, being the chief creative officer of a national advertising agency like Peter Mayer, can you enjoy the Super Bowl, or are you in work mode when these things are rolling out? I'm in work mode. Uh, I'm sorry to say. It's very different. Uh, when advertisers go, uh, we go to the bathroom during the game, and we make sure we're there for the commercials, because there, even though there's been a bunch that have been pre-released, which is a new phenomenon, there's still going to be some that are just going to surprise us. They're just going to, they're so uh, banking on, on that surprise factor that to me, I want to be there. I want the room to be quiet. Get away from me, kid. I'm watching the commercials. So ad agency people, I believe, really do watch uh, the Super Bowl differently. The game's important, but it's a good game or a bad game if the commercials are good. That's what makes Very it a good Super Bowl stuff. for us. Yes. Josh Mayer, you're going to be on Fox 8 News on Monday morning. How will you uh, go about your visit with them? Well, what we're going to tell them is we did a poll here at the agency about uh, what ads. Uh, we already did a viewing of 20 of the spots, and we rated them, and I want to, I rated them against everybody else. So we're going to compare my, my views of the uh, Super Bowl commercials, 20 of them, versus the uh, collective wisdom of my ad agency. And already I know... They like things that I didn't, and I like things they didn't, which is, of course, this is just business, right? So we're going to look at uh, – also look at demographics. We've got a lot of young people under 30 who work here, and their their view of commercials and the ones they like are very different than the, the view of people over 30. We're going to look at it men versus women as well. So all those things come into play when you're rating uh, Super Bowl commercials. We'll look forward to that visit on Monday morning. Uh, any surprise in your findings that you're willing to share today, or do you want to hold on to it till Monday? Um, I, yeah, I was a little surprised at um, how poorly some big brands did. Uh, Wendy's, uh, Intel, uh, even Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm surprised that here at the agency they didn't do better. Um, it was uh, some of the more, the ones I think that surprised you, when you're watching it, like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that person was in this commercial. I think those are the things that do well. Uh, so surprise is a big element of a Super Bowl ad. Well, good. I hope to be surprised a little bit on Sunday, not only by the uh, game, but the ads, too. Josh Mayer, yep. I, I tell you to enjoy the game, but maybe I should say enjoy the advertising on Sunday. Is that better? That's true. That's what I care more about. Very good. I appreciate your time. It's always great to have an expert like yourself on. All the best, and again, we'll see you on Fox 8 on Monday morning. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Josh Mayer with us from Peter Mayer, a real uh, source of pride for us here in New Orleans, a fantastic company that's based right here in the Crescent City. Stay with us. 
Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Two good visits today on the Black and Blue Report. Really appreciate the insight of both Josh Mayer on the advertising side and Antonio Daniels on the basketball slash Pelican side. I learned a lot. I hope you did a little bit from our conversations today. I'm going to go try and learn a little bit more about our country, I think. <laughs> I'm not going near the White House today here in Washington, D.C. No desire to do that. I think I'll skip the Capitol as well. But uh, there's a, a couple of folks in our travel party that would like to visit Ford's Theater. And so that might be on the agenda today. Otherwise, maybe a little Smithsonian. I haven't been there as well. If you and your family have not been to Washington, D.C., I hope at some point you get the chance to do so. It is a fantastic uh, layout and, uh, and tribute to uh, our nation's history and something that I think that you'll truly enjoy. Hopefully we'll enjoy Pelicans basketball on Saturday uh, here in D.C. when the Pelicans take on the Wizards. Uh, there'll be a little bit more about that game tomorrow's on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. Bree and Cassie will be hosting. And certainly have more on the Pelicans tonight when Daniel Salerson hosts the Alvin Gentry Show. That is yours from 7 until 8 central time on the flagship radio station of the Pelicans Radio Network, 99.5 WRNO-FM. Again, that's in the New Orleans Metro tonight. We'll talk with Alvin Gentry. We'll hear more from Antonio Daniels. And I think we'll look back to a visit earlier this week with John Barry, too, uh, as we spend the full hour with you, your calls and comments will be welcome. Have some discussion with Daniel tonight. Could be lively, uh, and maybe we'll get some insight uh, from you as well as to some of the mystery now surrounding this basketball team and why at one moment they can beat the Cavs and Spurs, and on another they have a trouble against a team like Detroit last night. Interesting. But we need your input. We need you to participate in your full fandom here today on the Alvin Gentry Show. Thanks again for being a part of our Thursday. We liked being a part of yours, and we're very blessed to have you, as always. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while, and good day from Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ADC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.